<laughs> All right, so final countdown, right? Number 193? 100,000 and one. I, I don't know that we really have we anything. Getting so close to 200, I can taste it. It's, right. It's, it's been such a long time coming. Like, I can't believe we haven't hit 200 yet. Now, considering we did nothing for 100 or 150, what are the chances we're going to do something for 200? I mean, maybe, now maybe, here's a, a thought, because we always do a 420 podcast, and Scarborough Dude's doing his 420 party. Oh, yeah. Maybe that'll just work out that that's our 200th episode. That's, I doubt that's a good it. Idea. I think I we're a little far behind for that. Oh, man, it seems so good, though. Like, he's he said he's got a special event liquor license, and he's got pizzas pre-ordered. It's going to be epic, man. Okay, I, I really got to pitch it to Jen. Unfortunately, then you got to watch that movie about the history of LSD, but I mean... <laughs> that might be it. We, we all knew that going in when we first met him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like... Can I, sorry, can we do introductions? Yes, we can. Because, Would you take it away? Craig? So, uh, I'm, I'm here, I'm Coach Craig, we got Brad over here. Craig tonight. Oh, Secret Agent Craig, which we'll get to. We got Joel, Fat Joel, we got McNally, same story, Keith. And, which, I, I don't know if we mentioned her on the podcast ever before, but we tried to get uh, this woman on the podcast before, and she was, it seemed like she was very elusive, like she was Lies. my... She was happy on the podcast. She was my Tyler Gooden. No, I totally would. So this is is Julie, who for a year and a half, maybe two years, no one on the podcast met, and was everyone was just convinced I was crazy and making her up. I believed you did not exist. I thought Craig was losing it. Yeah. So this is Julie. Julie's our guest tonight. And even tonight, and he's Ellie. like, yeah, oh, she's eating across the street at the uh, Vietnamese restaurant for three fucking hours. Yeah. <laughs> you guys were there a long time. Wouldn't it be awesome if, before I put this episode out, if I edit everything Julie said out and just put in bar noises <laughs> so it really seems like Craig's just fucking insane? Or like <laughs> we all be, are, I guess? That would be awesome. Like That'd we all so see his hallucination? Oh, this is the Snuffleupagus thing. Yeah. Right. My Pokeroo, my Tyler Durden, my liver. So anyway, yeah. Julie, no pressure. That is me. She's drinking a delicious old-fashioned here at 1602, which uh, Katie made. She's yes, a good bartender. Oh, there's, that's bartender there's Katie. A lot of good sugar there's in Kate there. and there's Katie. Oh, so but I guess I don't Katie. know. Who knows then? Who the fuck can keep track of all I, I your wheelings and dealings? At the moment, I can't recall Katie's <laughs> last name. So, Craig, Michael. Uh, Lee. No. Oh, Michael Lee. Lee. Michael Lee. Michael Monjo. Monjo. Yeah. Has always said that we need to do more capers. What did we do tonight, Craig? We totally pulled off a caper. It might have been uh, like small scale, but. I see, though, I wouldn't say that because even just to jump ahead a little, I feel like you could take this caper on the road to bigger venues and it would work. Like you, you road tested yeah. it and it's solid. Oh, it worked. It was Catch solid. Catch me if you can, motherfucker. So, uh, so yeah, just down at uh, at the bar actually that Elliot's ex-wife works at, there was uh, an Alberta College of Art and Design alumni reunion. Which you went to, right? Which I went to. Joel texted <laughs> us and he was like, hey, there's an ACAD uh, reunion. I'm going to be a couple doors down from you guys. And I was like, oh, well, I got to go to 1602, pick up my DJ equipment. He's like, I'll meet you there. And we, we made up like a bit of a cover story for myself to pretend like I was part of the uh, Alberta College of Art and Design. From my point of view, what, what happened is I got there about 6.30. And everybody there was either um, a visual communications major or a photo major from 2010 or 
1990-something, so nobody I knew. What did you major in? Except the one guy who graduated in like 1967, that super old guy. He was pretty cool. Old man ACAD, we call him? Well, actually, it turns out he was like, he was the guy who invented a CAD or ACA back in the day. He invented it. Um, which was awesome because he loved Craig and I, but, yeah. uh... He was talking uh, to us about music, it's weird, like, he, like, he doesn't know anyone beyond, like, fucking, uh, Fred Astaire. <laughs> like, but, Joel, what, I mean, you, uh, you majored in smoking cigarettes and staking people out, is that right? Uh, I, I, yeah, I majored in drinking. Don't forget uh, eating. No, no, I'm, uh... No, he didn't major in eating till later. That was extracurricular. Entirely. My uh, my degree in my uh, dollar store frames says painting. Ellie and I, I were. I graduated from the drawing program, by the way, in 2002 with Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I I dropped I dropped by here um, uh, at 1602 before I was heading there because I couldn't find the place, and I, I saw Ellie and I'm like, hey man. And like you know, hugs and high fives and all that. And I'm like, are, are you going to this thing tonight? He's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop by. I'm like, where the fuck is it? And so he points it out. And I'm like, it's, it's literally, like, four doors away from your guys' house. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know the last hour. Where that, that, that uh, the wallflower, where oh, yeah, that yeah. Uh, ca sure. the coffee shop used to be. I was meant to go in there. Yeah. It looks nice. So. So Elliot's like, oh, who's there? I'm like, nobody. Um, isn't it? Is a little weird, isn't it, that the Alberta school reunion is in Toronto? Like they just know that's the facts. That's well, the no, brass tacks as you end uh, up here. They called it ACAD and YYZ, so it was supposed to be like, uh, like the the truth of the matter is that if you're in any kind of arts, you eventually migrate to Toronto or Vancouver. So they thought, okay, there's enough people here in Toronto. It'll be a worthwhile thing. Uh, I'm sure in my email box tomorrow there'll be a please donate. I gotta say, Joel, you got the Toronto thing down. T R O N N O. I still say Toronto, Toronto. <laughs> like a, like an idiot. But you Toronto. got the you got the yeah like Toronto. You sound a lot more local than me. Yeah, uh, I live in you Toronto. Also say, like you also don't pronounce the letter H. <laughs> I do not. There's no need. <laughs> You're British without the British accent. Exactly. It was a it was a huge event. Yeah, uh, huge. I got, well, for the human beings of the neighborhood. I, I must have mentioned at some point that my grandma is super French, right? Hello, Keith. Yeah. Yes. How are you? Oh, you've explained it before. I'm 102 years old. That's not going to stop us from making fun of you for it. I'm almost 103. <laughs> that's Three. what she would say. <laughs> 103, <So>. me brethren. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my grandma started talking like that at a hundred. She's like, hey, I and I is old as shit. Me one be old. So I'm sitting there, it's an open bar, free food, and I'm sitting at the bar by myself while all these other like younger kids or older kids, all very clicky and they all know each other and shit. And so I text Craig, I'm like, Hey man, I'm drinking right by your house. And he's like, cool, I just gotta go to 1602 and pick up my turntables, I'll be right over. I'm like, actually I'll meet you there because I need a break from this bullshit. So we're gonna hatch a plan. So, so we come here and the three of us, Elliot, Craig and I, invent Craig's backstory where we we pull a little bit of Eric Skilling's life in, we pull a little <laughs> bit of like Kurt Furla's life in. So we make this like this hybrid character of uh, of people we know 
that Craig's going to be at this ACAT reunion. <laughs> and so we go, and we get there, and like as soon as we arrive, I'm like, oh, hey, I brought people. And I speak for Craig, I go, yeah, Craig did register. And she's like, oh, that's okay, no big deal. And then the other guy is like, okay, but in about eight minutes, we're about to in- introduce each other. This is the test of the backstory. Yeah. I didn't have to do anything because you introduced me. No, I introduced the backstory for Craig, but Craig had to introduce Elliot, which he did like a fucking champ. Yes, this is where it's lucky you but spend I mean, so I much know time. Elliot. I didn't have to lie or make anything up. But, I was just yeah, like, but Elliot it's lucky. runs the bar that I DJ no, at, like, and he did this and this. You talked about his gooey blonk stuff. and well, like, He told me to. He was like, mention the Ride the Rocket shit. Yeah, did it really well. Yeah, I don't know if you're giving yourself enough credit. Like, you wouldn't be Brad Pitt or, uh, or George Clooney, but you'd be one of those, like, you know, 10 to 12 Ocean's 12. You could totally okay. be one of them. The guy who's just like <laughs> Casey Affleck. Like, you could do oh, that. Oh, I could totally be Casey Affleck. Yeah. yeah, when you put it like that. So Craig pulls it off, and then Elliot introduces me, and then... Uh, Scott Kahn, I changed my mind. Go on. And then we're like, okay, you know, like, woo, woo. We made it through a thing. <laughs> just sweating bullets. <laughs> But then we're now we're comfortable that we're shouting out shit into the, like we're we're fucking roasting people. Oh, that's more that's more or less because I was half in the bag by that point. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you really fit in as an an ACAD student. You, <laughs> you gotta be drunk, drunk, around. You gotta be drunk. And also, also the guy who was kind of running things is like, by the way, at eight o'clock it turns into a cash bar. I'm like two more pints over here. Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, yeah, two minutes to spare. Joel got me another beer for free. <laughs> So then, like, we think we're kind of done. We're, we're, you know, like, we got all the drinks we need. And then the 1969 guy comes over. Yeah, what was his name? Alex? Uh, Glenn. The guy who invented artwork, (laughs) who invented the concept of art. He, okay, so ACAD actually started out of a technical school called SAIT. In, in fact, they did just Which still... started out of the back of a trailer in, <laughs> deep in the Albertan woods. Which also no. doubled as a cattle um, moving uh, trailer. No, SAIT is a technical school. <laughs> where, so... where truckers would always pull up and flash their lights. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a um, financial transaction, right? <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is to this day, the ACAD building actually is an annex section of state. So so it's its own school, but there's a, like a little bridge that connects them. But he was the guy who said, okay, this needs to be its own school. So this is actually a really important dude. The line is drawn here. So he was like one of the guys who was like saying, okay, we're not part of saving or we're going to be an art school. And... Meanwhile, he's shitting on the newfangled music of today. And I, I, by newfangled music, like, he means Frank Sinatra onward. <laughs> no joke. He's saying how he hated Mick Jagger at the time. And I'm like, okay. I now mean, we started to appreciate Mick Jagger, but at the time... Uh, but, but now Craig and I are both... Oh my God, that was... Oh, oh, oh beer on the oh, phone. Jesus Christ, man. Sorry, man. Ah, hot wax on my fucking fingers. Oh, oh, Ow. That was like ah. a mouse dress. Of horrible ah, things I'm happening. So God damn, that hurt. Holy <laughs> shit. I don't know, my fingers are fucking burning. How did that's the first time ever that a spilled beer caused someone's fingers to be burned? That's amazing. Yeah, there's, there, I mean, there's wax all over my phone. Oh, maybe it's like scotch guarded it. It's, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's half covered with the case. Most of it's on the, the case, I think. And the, the screen, which is just plastic. Okay, so. light up, though? 
Oh yeah, I'm still, uh, the phone's fine. Okay. Man, Ozzy Josh, real I just quick, have some side gunk all over it. Ozzy Josh told me a story of how he dropped his phone uh, through the crack in the elevator in his uh, apartment, and it fell. I need fell. to go get a toothpick or something. I'll be back. Sorry, Fred. Gotta clean up my USB port. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You, you, you fucked up so much. You're, you are not going home with Craig tonight. <laughs> you have yeah, fucked that lost. up. That ship is sound. Oh yeah. But yeah, so Ozzy Josh's phone fell between the crack in his building's elevator and fell five stories. So he called the maintenance guys and was like, what the shit, man? I mean, can I get it back just so I can at least get the SD card out of it? And they said he could, but it was 400 Australian dollars to get that done. But then he asked for the number of the, the elevator repairman guy, like directly or whatever, and the elevator guy was like, yeah, man, I'll just get it next time I go in. So he had to wait a little bit, but he got it for free and it was fine. Wow. Amazing. Wow. Double amazing. Anyway, uh... <laughs> Except, pretend I said all that in an Australian accent with a touch of South Africa. It'll be double that... No, uh... It was an emergency! <laughs> oh, I dropped my phone, I did! It was totally fine! <laughs> yeah, uh... Sorry, I know you don't talk like that. <laughs> I had to do it in a high voice, I don't know why. It's easier, right? Yeah, well, this is how Australian sound to me. Yeah, anyway. So the head of uh, ACAD who hates all music. So the head of ACAD is there, and he's 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 like, ah, music today, da 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 da. I'm like, okay, I need you to paint me a picture. You're, and I said, you're in painting. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, so I was in painting, so you're already a radical. He's like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And I go, but you're not down with any of this newfangled music. And, and I'm like, when I was in painting, I was listening to shit that everybody found horrifying. You know, but, you know, like, so how does this work that, that you're in painting and, and you don't like this, like, new music sort of thing? And he goes, well, he goes, well, I lived in Calgary. So it's still okay to be a little bit square and be a radical at the same time. I'm like, all right, fair enough. That's that Tom dickhead. So, yeah. Remember, wait, remember the dickhead Tom that me and Elliot were tell telling you about? Yeah. He just like poked his head around the corner and then walked away. This is the guy who spent a million dollars for his bar? Yeah. yeah. We could have a whole podcast about that dickhead. Wow. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Should we get into it? Is the it like biggest dickhead I've ever met? Yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just using your own yeah, your own strategies we'd against you, to, Craig. We'd have to interrupt uh, Joel's story to do this. <laughs> what was that? That I can't remember what it was. It was oh. the Simpsons originally. No, oh yeah, that's right. Nah. But we were at uh, oh, the, fem the anti-feminism night. Yeah, we were at some thing at uh, the University of Toronto where they were. It was like a talk like about men, uh, men's rights. <laughs> yeah, men's rights. Yeah. And the men's rights guy was like, "You want uh, like the newsletter or whatever?" And Craig was like, "Nah." That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, no, it, it was a quality caper, and now we're here. So, the end. Now we can talk about Tom, your... your I was going to say, though, about capers, because this is where I don't think that you give yourself enough credit. I had capers on my eggs Benedict yesterday, and they were too salty for me. <laughs> Classic. But uh, I think that is, that's why most people... It's not that they couldn't pull off capers, it's that the biggest step in the way of pulling off a caper is 
just trying to pull off the caper. Yeah. So, I mean, and you did it. You did it, man. I'm afraid of the consequences. Yeah, I mean, well, if Joel came to me, for instance, and was like, hey, uh, come pretend to be at my school, I very likely wouldn't have, because that's a terrifying prospect. What if everyone figures me out and they're pointing at me and it's like the end of Carrie? Well, what are they going to do? Or beer and leave the bar, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> it wasn't a big risk for me. Everyone says that, though. Like, I was oh, already I had... drinking here. I just want to come back here and kept drinking. And then Elliot and I are banned from future alumni events. <laughs> We're honestly, if if Elliot hadn't come and Craig hadn't come, I, I probably wouldn't have gone back there. Well, that's the thing, too, is everyone says that about so many things. Like, hey, whatever, what did I have to lose? And maybe this is uh, revealing my hand about my own personality, but I feel like everything ever is a horrifying social idea ordeal with huge potential negative consequences. Everything. Right now, I'm like, what if this goes bad? What if these guys never talk to me what again? What if I just bro-ranked you? Exactly. Well, it's I mean, like, oh, this is going to be sweet. Wish me luck. <laughs> but I'm impressed with what I'm trying to say. I don't know. Like, to me, is it, if you've talked to me once and enjoyed my company, you will talk to me forever and enjoy my company. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like, Man, you remember earlier when Ellie went to shake my hand and I thought he was trying to shake Joel's hand? Yeah, yeah. Horrifying. Oh, my God. I'm not going to sleep tonight. But, I can't believe. But that's I'm just deal. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, yeah. But the, no, the fact that you... But I still probably wouldn't have done this caper. But the fact that that happened that you just brought up, I forgot about that. I will never forget. On my deathbed, it's going to be brutal. So your phone's okay? I guess so. We'll see when I try to charge see, it later. See, this is what happens, though, when you're not overly mindful of social faux pas and, uh, and whatnot. You just ruin your friend's phone and you don't even give a shit. Like a certain no, Mr. Say, Jackson over here. No, you just say sorry. You <laughs> say, oh, shit. And buy me a new phone if my phone yeah, doesn't charge phone anymore. Then, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm it, sure it's it fine. Hurt a lot, Craig, but I will buy you a new I'm phone. I'm sure it's fine. So, there we go. I'm going to go to the bathroom. You guys should, like, interview hey, Julie about hey. stuff. All right. Hey. What? Did you hear that? Yeah? Yeah. New phone? Can I go to the bathroom now? Can you get me another drink? <laughs> you want another old fashioned? I'm a guest of your podcast, Craig. <laughs> All right, real quick quick while Craig's not here. So, our impression of Craig is that he is a super good dude to have on your side and would always back you up, greatest friend ever. But you've known him longer, so what's the truth? What's the dark truth? That's a loaded question. Um, I've known Craig for 12 years. Goodness gracious, since he was Lil Craig. Pretty much, but he's still kind of little Craig, so. <laughs> right. Oh, good Lord. Um, I don't know, see, Craig's never really backed me up. I think he's a good guy. I mean, we nerd out over video games and stuff like that, but I don't know. I, this is 12 years of friendship talking here, right. you know? So, you have only known him like. a couple of years, but he seems, he seems pretty solid, I say. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you're turning on him. <laughs> you know he's the master of the caper now, right? He can really... That's true, and he really tries hard when he plays guitar, like really. That's It's <laughs> women. Women, I'll give you that. That is so true. Goodness gracious Sorry, with the, with the women. Easily obvious. Uh, the other one is his uh, PlayStation controller. If that goes missing, he throws a hissy fit like you would not believe. So I'm just putting it out there. If you really want to piss Craig off, take his controller and hide it on him. Making them wireless was a mistake. Well, here's the thing. is like, I mean, it's not that it's an evolution. It's kind of sad in a way, but I think I've gotten over the being obsessed with women thing, but only by cutting them out of my life entirely. Whereas, oh, yeah, whenever Craig... I'm sorry? Yeah, so... 
But and then Craig, yeah, Craig just falls head over heels every two months. I'm gonna say two weeks, really. So how is your evolution with the ladies gone, Julie? How how are you different now than you were 12 years ago? What do you mean by that? I mean, uh, d did did the ladies ever rule your life, and then do they still? They didn't used to. Now one kind of does. Yeah. So yeah. One. Yes, I'm a good girl. I mean, and we're all I know, sluts here except McNally. I know this is cliche and whatever, but you know, lesbians had to date like kind of heavily. That's my. That's Not really. My, that's a misconception. Well, well, I heard the yes. opposite. There's a lot of drama. Back pedals immediately. That is a misconception. Oh, no, oh my god, oh my god, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I was Off testing you if you knew that. <laughs> no, no, I, I, well, we need more insight on this. Really? We're just a couple of tracks. <laughs> well, well, I heard a different, oh, so I, I heard a different misconception. Uh, comes in the form of a joke, which is some, obviously the truth is somewhere in between, but it's like, what does a lesbian bring to a first date? A U-Haul. Right. Now, I thought it was furniture, but whatever. The furniture is in the U-Haul. No, okay, that one's kind of true. I'll give you that. Oh shit! I was hoping that yeah. there would but be then like it, a, no, a but then it's only like a month, and then it's like another U-Haul. So <laughs> yeah, somebody needs to actually write a follow-up joke to that one because it just—it's even more ridiculous the second time around. You found your calling. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like joke follow-up writer. Joke updater. Joke <laughs> updater. Shit. Let me ask you this, imaginary Julie. If before this lady's stricken your fancy, uh, did you find yourself more on the obsessive side, on the aloof side? How did you roll? Oh God, I don't even remember. That was many years ago. Um... Who can remember their first loves? Like boring. Am I right? <laughs> For the record, I'm rolling my eyes. Um, no, mostly aloof. Uh, Craig will probably attest to that, that I was a very aloof person, yeah, so... You were being the player, so, so to speak? More like no commitment, let's phrase it that way. But so how long you been uh, chained up with this, this particular ball and chain? I wouldn't call it a ball and chain, but... Um, I only would twice in one sentence. Five and a half years. Holy lord, really? Have you even been married that long, Joel? Yep. Okay, no, well... No, I haven't been married that long, but I've been with Jen for... Never mind. Longer than... Eight years. Eight years. <laughs> Good lord. But you were married twice, so like... Yeah. Is your cumulative marriage time more than five and a half years? Um, that doesn't count. That first one, whole thing was a shit show. Yeah, <laughs> like, let's not bring that up. Oh my god. Did you put drugs in my drink? Did you no. consider alcoholic No, drugs? but I told her to make it with rye instead of bourbon because you like uh, rye better. Ah, that's what it is. I was like, something tastes off. Oh my god, if Frank puts something in here, I'm going to kill no, him. No, I just told her to make it with rye instead of bourbon. Rupees. I told her to put, put one and a half rupees in. Oh, that's what that is. <laughs> so can you believe imaginary Julie's been with the same person for five and a half years? That blows my I, mind. I can, because I... Because you wish for that every fucking day with each new relationship. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hope this is the one. Well, also because I've known her uh, partner for most of that time. Well, just uh, so it's not like we're talking behind your back. When you were gone, we were talking behind your back about <laughs> about how, how young and innocent you are in the ways of love, where every time you just seem so trusting and so sure that this is the one. I don't know. Just what do you think about that? That uh, I can't... 
that's I can't refute that. <laughs> It'd be sad if you did. If you tried to. Uh, I think I think recently I've become a little more jaded about it, which I think is a good thing. So you're one percent jaded and ninety nine percent in the clouds. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like I'm dating this this one girl, and it's like going really well, and it could turn into a relationship, but she doesn't want a relationship, and I'm fine with that. I'm not hanging on to it like for dear life. For example, I'll I guess I'll get into a caper that I may get into later tonight. <laughs> this girl that I had not a one night stand, but I guess a two night stand with like two, three years ago, she walked into the bar. Oh, was that the one when she walked in? <laughs> You're yeah. like, I think I slept with her, but I didn't Yeah, get no, a good and look. I totally did, because I was, I was at the bar with Julie. Yeah, and I was like, and I, I was, remember this one. What are you talking about? Yeah, and I was like, I think her name's Jenny, and then literally within three seconds, we heard her introduce herself to someone as, Hi, I'm Jenny. <laughs> uh, Julie and I had the same advice, which is uh, just say, Hey, you might not remember me. My name is Craig. But Elliot, what did Elliot say? Basically, the same. He said, "Be be cool about it. Try like not to care." He also said, "Don't approach her when she's in a group." And I asked Katie, the bartender, and she was like, "Yeah, just don't approach her when she's in a group." So like, if you notice she's at the bar by herself, maybe then say something. Yeah, but no, then that's creepy. Like, do you actually want another run at this girl? I would bang her again if that's what you mean. Yes. Then yeah, I would bang her again. Okay, so no, you can go up to her when she's with her friends. Just you know, if they're all. I'm not gonna walk on. She's sitting on the couch with like seven. Do you want me to come with you? No. I may steal her though. No. No, you won't. You have a long-term relationship that you're not gonna jeopardize. Fair enough. But you never know. Yes, I do. I remember that those guys, the game, mystery, and all that stuff. That's one of their big things. Is you have to isolate a girl, get her away from her friends. And then they'll be susceptible to your cheese ball horseshit. Yeah, exactly. Isolate your target before your approach. Blah 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 blah. Wingman, distract the friends. Then you get is, the one-on-one -on -one time. That thing is the worst, by the way, too. I listened to the abridged audiobook of it. It is such crazy nerd shit where they break it down like if you work at a call center, you know, and they have the flow charts for if they say this, you say that. That's exactly what it is. Just like anything a girl's gonna say, you have some dumb answer. And I think it's just the relentless ability to continue talking is really what makes it successful. Actually, I got into all, the whole fucking thing. I called my credit card just to find out what my interest rate was. Because I was at and the lady was hot, so I was like, "Well, I'll start hitting on her." <laughs> no, the um, call center guy started asking me security questions, which I answered. But because, and I'm sorry, but he was Indian, and he didn't. He's sorry too. He either mistyped or missed something my security answers, and fucking froze my account. And he goes, "I'm sorry, sir. I cannot do anything." I'm like, manager. My manager is on lunch. It's four. And I was like, really? Because it's five o'clock my time. So clearly, this is in India. <laughs> I, was I was trying not to be racially insensitive. <laughs> I was trying you to pretend I couldn't tell. Yeah. I'm sorry, call such a guy with an Indian accent? That could be Toronto. <laughs> I guess. You know? But in this case, when he's like, my manager is on lunch, I'm like, well, he's eating goat curry as we speak. They just, the smell of the spices is delicious. And luckily, a, a day and a half later, the call center lady calls me, but it, she's, her English is crystal clear, and her name is Tanya or some bullshit like that. 
could be an Indian lady named Tanya, but I have a feeling it's a Toronto. Did she have a British accent? No. Okay, then yeah, she's from I answered the exact same security question. She's like, okay, Eric, count as unfrozen. Like, can you just tell me what the fucking interest rate is on the car, please? <laughs> she's like, okay. How's your, wait, how'd your account get frozen in the first place? Because all I was doing was calling to find out your interest rate. Right. And then he goes, Okay, sir, no problem. I just need to ask you a few questions. So he asked me my birthday. And then I go, okay. And he goes, and I have two security questions. Um, your mother's maiden name. And I give it. And he goes, okay. So I'm going to have to ask you some more ones. Can you tell me, has this address been your address? I'm like, no. I went to, like... 14 different addresses and said no to all of them. And he said, which account, you have a, a Royal Bank account, which Royal Bank account do you have? And named a few addresses. I've changed it like three times. So I'm like, I don't know, probably this one. Yeah. You know, like... I, That's why I couldn't get my T4 slip is, yeah, just like any dumb little thing. And it's like, who else would be requesting this? What are they going to do with this information? And so, like, I went to... File my taxes? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway, like, all of this, because I was asking one question, because I couldn't remember whether it was, like, 9% or 11%, you know, like... And, you know, with the the T4 thing, I couldn't remember my old address in Vancouver, so I was on Google Street View trying to remember where my apartment was. (laughs) Ridiculous. the buildings and shit. Yeah. Yeah. To use, like, the post office website to find an old postal code once. Like, you know, okay, what was my postal code when I lived here? Sorry I've lived life and I'm a globetrotter, right? I shouldn't have to be penalized for this. So yeah, it, it was a whole thing, but eventually it worked itself out. It's not really actually that interesting of a story. No, no, it out. wasn't great. <laughs> but I wanted to see how long you'd keep up the Indian accent, and you only let it go at the very end. Sorry. So, nice work. Thank you. <laughs> you guys, I really want to send Craig after this girl. I think you should go talk to her. I can't approach her while she's on the couch with her friend. No, you can. See, here's the thing, because girls, okay, go. girls really like to be wanted, so your oh, strategy, if she's with her friends, you waltz up, and you're like, hey, oh my gosh, how are you? And you do one of those things. And girls are like, oh man, I'm the center of attention right now. And then, you know, if she likes you, she will continue to talk to you. If she doesn't like you, she'll be like, lovely seeing you again. I just gotta get back. If she thinks her friends don't like you, then yeah. she'll be triply be encouraged. Charming. Now, now the pressure's on, and I don't know if yeah. I can do it. It's true, though, right? You have to, and you know what? While you go, we're going to do a play-by-play, and we're going to see if I'm right. Yeah. What, what if we all go hit on her awkwardly Paper. first, so oh, Craig yeah, you guys all want to go, even you, Julie, if you all, all want to go hit on her, like, very yeah, poorly. Yeah, one at a time, we'll all just go up. I mean, I just assumed, yeah, we would all fuck yeah, it up. Craig, but. I wish I didn't just order a beer and have an excuse to go to the bar. There is, though. Like, Where'd Brad go? Did he just go to do that? He totally did, didn't he? No, he wouldn't. That'd be insane. Okay, no, someone, someone has to give a running commentary here. Come on. Oh, she has such it. a nice body. Okay. But if she looks over and sees us all staring and talking into a microphone, that's pretty weird. See, I'm not a fan of the pressuring. I'm not. I'm not gonna pressure you. I'm really. Yeah. I'm feeling uncomfortable. Cool. Yes. 
Yes? Yes. I, I act like I've got game, but I really don't. Uh, <laughs> is the thing. You see, that works for you because that awkward guy thing, it really works with the women. Uh, quick, 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 quick. That's fine. Well, uh, she'll be here all night. How do you know that? If she's not, I'll see her walk by and maybe I'll yell at her. Maybe. <laughs> You'll holla at her and hope she's a holla back girl? Yeah, maybe she's a holla back girl. <laughs> I'm not, uh, just so the whole internet knows, I'm not super obsessed with this girl. I just, she happened yeah, to walk, not yet. She's, uh, she happened to walk into Tomorrow's the bar, I banged her story. once, well I banged her twice and it was pretty good and I would bang her again. It's basically all I'm dealing with here. I'm not too concerned with it. If she walks out the door and I don't see her again, I'm okay with that. I don't know if we already said this, but the whole thing about this was Craig and I were smoking out front, and Craig kind of got on her way, and she was like, excuse me, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, and she kind of walks in, and he's like, I think I banged that girl. Yeah, maybe I did. Anyway. Now that's a question. I don't think she got a good look at you on the way in. Has she recognized okay. your, your presence yet, do you think? No. Definitely not. She's she still, definitely not recognizing still stealthing it out? Tell her hoodie that he's wearing. <laughs> I, uh... It's not a horrible hoodie, but I feel I feel like I could be wearing better clothes, and I've uh, a couple times considered just going across the street to put on a better shirt. Because this is <laughs> put on a shitty fucking shirt. Approach shirtless. There's no holes in this shirt, but other than that, it couldn't get much worse. Shirt is fine. Totally, somebody awkwardly segued me to High Park Zoo. Uh, so, Joel. Oh, uh, yeah? Did you know that there's a zoo in High Park? Oh, yeah, yeah, the High Park Zoo, yeah. It's funny. Yeah. I don't think it's called that, but go on. Anyway, it's uh, the High Park, uh, as we call it, the Sadness Zoo. <laughs> um, so, we're there a few weeks ago with Jet. So, there's a bit of a backstory. Uh, my son Jet, right now, is really into ghosts. Yeah. So, he says, you know, like, he'll pull a blanket over his head and go, Oh, ghost! That's how it, that is literally how he says it. It's extra cute because he doesn't know he's going to die someday yet. Right. <laughs> and he doesn't really understand what, that, that a ghost is a dead thing. He pretty much thinks it's, when you put a sheet over your head, you're a ghost. I don't even know that a ghost is a dead thing. It's more ectoplasm and stuff, right? Uh, well, according to Jad, anytime you have a sheet or a blanket or a house coat over your head, you are a ghost. Is he going trick or treating yet? Uh, yeah. What yeah. was he? Uh, he was a monkey. Nice. And I was a hair rocker. It was. Uh, a, I've seen the picture. Yeah. But this is how this is how he says like monster. He goes, oh monster! <laughs> oh ghost! <laughs> um, so anyway, we're at High Park Zoo and we're looking at stuff. And he's looking at these peacocks. And I see a woman in a full burqa. You know, whatever. She walks by, but in my brain, suddenly appears Jet's voice going, Oh, a ghost! <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, I'm the worst person ever. <laughs> and then we're leaving, and it's, it's a slightly cold day, and then there's this Asian family coming, and they all have scarves over their mouths and toques. And, uh, and again, in my brain, is my son's voice going, Oh, a ninja! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out what's worse, 
the fact that I'm thinking these horrible racist thoughts, or that I'm thinking them in my son's voice. Yeah, like through the conduit of your your beautiful pure son. My dad is weird. You're a monster. I I, I quite Craig's dying. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I feel like I might be the the worst person who ever lived. Joel Joel misses the innocence of youth because that's the last time he was allowed to be a bigoted racist. Yeah. You can't judge children for being racist, right? They don't know any better yet. They don't know any better. But it's me. I'm thinking it. That's the worst part. Yeah, you know, they say that though, right? You have kids and it gets you back in touch with with your youth and stuff. Yep. Back when little Joel was just a hateful young man. (laughs) (laughs) High Park Zoo, highly recommended. Uh, just a sidebar about children. If there are any children that I were gonna steal, it would be yours. Oh, I appreciate that. I mean, I haven't. I don't have much of an opinion about Griffin yet. I know he doesn't cry much, which is nice. But I love Jet. He's fucking awesome. I appreciate it, and now I'm watching you. So yeah, no, you should. Both things are nice. I mean, I wouldn't actually steal a child, but if I were the type of person to steal children. Jet would be my number one target. I wouldn't steal a child. I wouldn't steal a child, but I would rescue one. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can put it like that. So we got our eyes on you, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> so of all the children you would ransom, you would ransom my children. No, I would just be afraid that you're turning them into hateful, hateful, racist, white supremacists and be like, we need to rescue this kid. Reinforcing any of this yeah. shit with them, and that's true. You weren't hateful about it. You seemed like you were having a really good time with your <laughs> intolerance. No, I, I'm trying to make my children very tolerant. Tolerant. Uh, I, I actually don't. I don't really explain race to them. Although I will say this. So. I feel like you you have to explain race to them so they don't go to kindergarten and be like, "Why are your eyes slanty, buddy?" Oh, no, I, oh, I mean, tell me about it. No, they're they're exposed to children of various races. And what, and we, serious, that's why it's funny. We don't make a big deal about it. However, I will say this: so we got lightsabers, and what Jet likes to do is go walking around the halls of my building looking for bad guys, which just happens to be all the black people who live in your building. Right? Darth Vader was pretty I was black. I joking, but apparently no. I hit the nail on the head. I, I'm starting to think that's what he means. <laughs> I can't confirm it. But I mean, how can you judge him for that when everyone else in your building is black? True. True. But he'll go, bad guys, data? And I'm like, yeah, let's go look for bad guys. I'm thinking it's all cute. And like, oh, we're looking for Darth Vader. And then like... Who is also black. And then we'll pass a black guy in the hall. And he'll like totally hide behind me. And I'll be like, right. But he hid behind you like when we showed up the other night. For the yeah, first I think it's just that that's just who's in your apartment. Yeah. Okay, so my son is probably not a horrible racist. Just no, ne- next time, yet. next time he cowers a little when uh, he sees a fellow black tenant, a uh, fellow, but a tenant who's black, uh, point to him okay. and say, no, it's okay, like Michael Jackson. Right, and he loves Michael Jackson. Because it doesn't matter if you're black or white. Yeah. But to be fair, yeah, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he's not an okay role model for a child. Pointed at a picture of Michael Jackson, and pointed at a picture of a black guy in my building, and said, "See, they're the same." He'd be like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if you pointed at a picture of Michael Jackson and then a picture of Michael Jackson, they wouldn't look the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. Very true. <laughs> 
All right. Yeah. All so right. I think uh, well, that's enough for this episode. So, uh, oh, hey, Julie, can you say our catchphrase, which is "bitch cake, grab a slice"? What? I'll explain it to you after. But I don't exist right now. All right. Uh, bitch cake, grab a slice. There, right, we're all done. Thanks. Wow. See, when you first came in here.
FinalCountdown.ca.